Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am thrilled to be with you today. It's amazing as I think about the fact that you could be spending your time right now listening to any other podcast, but instead you have chosen to listen to me and Abanella because that's Yay! who I'm with this week. Yay. <laughs> so glad to have Abby back with me. Um, this week, you know, we were, were doing this meet the cast lineup. And so as we've been meeting different cast members, and, and a lot of them have been on the podcast before, but they're coming back to bring further encouragement because that's what these people do. And it's really fun that you get to know them on a more kind of intimate level. So Abby and I were talking recently and we just thought, you know what, we we talk about our, our families and, and homeschooling and things all the time. We've been doing this for years, but neither of us have ever really shared our testimonies, like our deep, like this is who we really, really are as people, as Christians, as wives, as moms, as daughters. And so since you're meeting the cast, I'm going to introduce you to myself and Abby this week. Yay! <laughs> so fun. And so we are actually just going to share with you um, just the things that the Lord has done in our lives and through our lives over the past few years, not even so much in regards to homeschooling, because we talk about that so much. So you you know where we stand on homeschooling, but this is going to be more of a kind of in-depth look at our lives and our hearts. And so we are excited to do that. We're actually going to break this up into four episodes this week. So I'm going to take the first two and share with you um, about myself. And then Abby's going to take the next two and share with you about herself. So we are excited to do this um, this week. So yeah, and welcome. It, it's so exciting because you and I the, the more we get to know each other, and it's been so fun over the last few years to get to know each other because we were strangers a few years ago. Yeah. And then as we've done this podcast together, we just knew that we had the same heart for teaching and training up our children. That's kind of all we knew about each other, that we love the Lord. Right. And as we've grown over the last few years and gotten to know each other, it is a, it has amazed me how vastly different you and I are. Yes. Like we are from polar opposite everything. And yet it like, I would consider you one of my very best friends. Yeah. Even though I've actually only met you personally once, which is hilarious, but I am soon going to get to meet you. Well, see you in person, flesh to flesh again soon. But it's so fun how different we are. The other day we were talking and you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh so I'll call you back. <laughs> um, I'm breaking down turkey because we, <laughs> we hunt and we had gotten a turkey. And I'm like, I'm breaking down a turkey this weekend. And you were like breaking down. Like, is that a dance? Right. Because in Yvette's world, to break down is... <laughs> what is breaking down to you? <laughs> I, well, I told you, I can only think of that in regards to dance. Like, I don't even break know if it's a song, but like, uh, yeah, break uh, it down. Break it down. Right. <laughs> and then you told me that you grew up dancing and doing like hip hop. And I was like, what? I, I did not know that about you. I know, we're learning so much. But in my world, to break down an animal... <laughs> is to like break it down, like to take it from 
in the world and onto my table, right? <laughs> like to break it down so that we can eat it. Right. Anyway, it was so hilarious. That was but funny. As we are learning about one another, it's so fun. And I just, I'm constantly in awe of God, how he just yokes believers together, sisters in Christ. And yes. I feel like you're like a sister to me. Uh, yeah. Because the things that really, really matter we have in common and the rest of it is just a blast to get to know each other. So I'm excited for our listeners to get to know us a little better. Yeah, yeah. I think it adds excitement to our lives for sure um, because yes. we make each other laugh a lot because we say things. <laughs> Wait, you just used a word. What was your word that you used before we a jumped scosh. on? Skosh. I said, a well, skosh. there's just a skosh, which just means a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't know that word skosh. Okay, right now, raise your hand if you know what skosh means. How do you even spell listening. it, Abby? I don't, I've never S- written it. S-C-O-S-H? But I'm like, I would just S-H? like a little skosh <laughs> like C-H? C-H-E? I don't, I don't know. know. Is it like a French word? Is it, I don't know what a I don't skosh know. is. A skosh. It just means a little. Like, I just want a skosh of that. Or there, so why would you not just, just use the word little? Because skosh, I don't know. Because skosh sounds, sounds so much more sophisticated than little. But I don't think it's sophisticated because <laughs> I think Garrett said it was like Midwestern or like from <laughs> Minnesota, which I'm not saying that you guys aren't sophisticated in Minnesota. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Anyway. So write us in and tell us if you use the word skosh. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just want you guys to interact with us on that's, social media. That's our new vocabulary word for the week. Skosh. Skosh. <laughs> it's a skosh. Just a skosh. So funny. Just go break it down. And figure, no, down and figure out what skosh means. and figure out what skosh means. So speaking of uh, breaking it down, yes. um, we are going to see each other in just a few weeks. We are so very excited. We uh, mentioned this several weeks ago on the podcast when you and I were um, talking together that we are both going to be at the HSLDA Leadership Conference at the end of September. And yeah. we told you that if we were able to figure out how to do a meetup there, we would. And so we literally, we have been working through the schedule and trying to figure out because it's a conference. <laughs> and so there's all kinds of sessions and workshops and, you know, meetings and lunches and dinners and stuff going on. So we finally figured out a window of time and we are hoping- We just have a scotch of time. We have time, a scotch of time. <laughs> we are hoping that any of you who are going to be in or near Hebron, Kentucky, that you would be able to come and meet us because we would love to meet you. This would be such an honor for Abby and I to be able to meet some of our listeners. So here are the details. We are going to be at the Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel in Hebron, Kentucky. We're going to meet in the atrium between 1.30 and 2.30 on Thursday, September 23rd. And what we're going to do is in the show notes for this podcast, I will put a link to a form on there and it will just say meet up. If you're able to meet up with us, just fill out that form to let us know that yes, you plan to come and feel free to bring your kids. We would love to meet your kids as well. Um, If you want to leave your kids with grandma, that's fine too. Um, But, but, you know, I know it's the middle of the week in the middle of a school day. So feel free to bring your kids. We would love that. It's a field trip. It's a field trip to to the Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel, exactly. um, but we would love to meet you guys. So let us know, fill out that form. Just let us know if you are planning to come because if no one lives in that area and no one's planning <laughs> to come, then Abby and I will just go have coffee together, the two of us. Yes. But if you so are able let to us meet know. up, yes, yeah. we would be absolutely honored to be able to meet several of you um, during that time. So we'll, again, I'll put all the details in the show notes. I'll put a link to that form, fill it out, let us know if you can join us and we would be honored. And that would be a lot of fun. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back in. I'm going to roll into kind of my testimony and what the Lord has done. We'll be back in a minute. 
What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Abinella, and um, this is fun. You know, like I said, I've never actually really shared what the Lord has done um, in my, I've shared a lot of what the Lord's done, but kind of taking you through the process of my, my Christian life. And so um, I'm just going to kind of start at the beginning of when I got saved. I, I grew up in a church home in a Christian home. Um, but I, I didn't really understand Christianity. I didn't really understand what it was to be fully surrendered. And I'm going to talk a lot about surrender today because that's been kind of the theme of my life. Um, but I didn't really understand that until I was going into my freshman year in high school. And I remember um, those of you in California, you're going to probably recognize um, the name of this camp, but we I would go to Hume Lake Christian Camps. And this was Camp I would go to growing up, you know, my my youth group went there. So I, I think I started going there in junior high. And um, this was one of my favorite, it still is one of my favorite places on earth. And so it was August 2nd, 1989. I, I remember the specific date. And there was a speaker, his name was Dave Moore, and he spoke on um, the topic of bogus or bona fide belief. <laughs> I don't know why that sticks with me, but I just remember him speaking on that topic. And it was the first time that I ever really realized that it wasn't enough to simply just believe in God or just know who God is or read my Bible. Like I needed to have a personal relationship mm. with him. And so that night at Hume Lake, I I you know, walked up to the front and I gave my life to Christ. And by the way, I do want to clarify here that I am one who believes that there's nowhere in the Bible that says, you know, all you have to do is just pray a prayer. And boom, that's your ticket into heaven. And you can live your life the rest of you know, the rest of your life the way that you want. I believe that as a Christian, we need to be in com complete surrender to him mm -hmm. every day. And not that we're not going to stumble, but right. I don't find anywhere in the Bible where it says just pray a prayer and boom, right. there's your ticket. Well, so, it says we're we're new creation. So we right. should be completely different. Did you ever have you ever connected with Dave Moore? No, no, <gasps> no, I have absolutely wow. no idea. I mean, this was a camp, this was high school camp. Yeah. So there were, you know, 800 kids there. I mean, it was, it's yeah. a big Christian campground. So. I know, but to know, to know that he made an impact. Yeah, so cool. yeah, no, no, I never did. I have huh. no idea whatever happened to him. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised that I even remember his name, but that That's really cool. started me on my journey of wanting to really have a deep relationship with Christ. And so that right. was, um, those were through my high school years. I went to a Christian school and I remember at the time I had some really great Christian teachers. Mm -hmm. And I remember like in my life just kind of figuring out like what what does all of this mean? And I had a lot of questions and so I would ask a lot of questions and I had mm -hmm. one teacher in particular who he would always say to me, "Well, it doesn't matter what I say, let's see what God's word says about it." And he would take me to scripture, which I think is one of the most amazing things I ever learned in school more important mm -hmm. than history or science or math or anything else was this one teacher who just would teach me what does God's word say about this? And so that's really right. where I started to 
think through like, okay, what does the Bible say about all of these areas of my life? Um, so kind of fast forward a few years later, I, I never had a desire to go to college. I, and, and most of my friends did, but I really desired to be married and to have kids. Mm-hmm. That was really the desire of my heart. So Garrett and I, we, we had known each other for about six years. We actually met on a mission trip to Mexico. My, in high school? In high school, yes. It was my freshman year and his sophomore year oh, okay. of high school. It was okay. in December. We went to a, um, a orphanage called Rancho Sordomudo. And um, so did you guys go? Sorry, I'm going to ask all the questions. No, ask me questions. Know. So did you guys, um, did you go to the same high school? No, we didn't. He went to public school. I went to Christian school, but we went to the okay. same youth group. You, okay, gotcha. So, so we knew you each guys other. met, you're a freshman, he's a sophomore, you're headed yep. on a missions trip. Yep, yep. Gotcha. So, okay. And, and we just met there, but we didn't, we didn't date or anything through high school. Okay. We both dated other okay. people and, you know, and okay. that's a whole different topic when that yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely opposed to playing the dating game in high school, especially, but, um, but yes, we had known each other for several years. So after I got out of high school, um, he w- had gone into the air force. And so we started writing, this was back in the day before email, like email was just barely in existence. Right. And I didn't have a computer or anything. So we actually wrote physical letters to each other, if you can imagine that, which is really fun because we still have those. And so we would write these letters back and forth to each other. And then he came home from tech school, uh, from he went basic training and then to tech school and he came home. I think it, it, it was in May um, of, oh yeah, what, what year was that? We got married in 95. So that would have been 1994, he came home. And we went out uh, that first night he came home we both knew that night that we had been writing letters back and forth to each other, but we just knew that night that we were going to end up getting married. And we got engaged two months later and we got married six months later. Wow. And yeah, it was really super fast. But so you were how old? I was 19. We were both. So okay. we're only six days apart oh, in wow. age, but he- Are you older? I'm older. I'm six Are days you? older than him. Isn't that funny? Wow, you're so But he graduated him. high school year, or he graduated high school at 17. Okay. So he graduated okay. a year earlier. So you were 19 when you got married? No, I was 20. It, we 20, had just okay. turned 20. So we were both okay. 19 when we got engaged. And then um, we were 20 when we got married. We had okay. been 20 for, I don't know, I think less than two months. That's awesome. It, it was awesome. It was really fun. And it happened so fast. I mean, you know, we just knew. And he was, like I said, he was already in the Air Force. My parents had actually moved to Idaho, um, to Boise. Okay. And... So I was living on my own. I was supporting myself, living with friends. And so it just, it seems silly to wait a long time. Yeah, I mean, oh, we just, sure. he was six hours away from me and we were just like, let's, you know. Well, I think when the Lord shows you, waiting just causes trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, I, I agree. Though um, the interesting thing about that is I, I'm certain that our marriage and our union is completely from the Lord. But at the time, what was interesting is I didn't, I was not very intentional I, uh, about who I, 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 this, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to say I wasn't intentional about who I was going to marry. I just, right. I didn't have the standards that I would have had, would have now. And by God's grace, God gave me a very amazing That's husband. Cool. He protected you. He totally protected your me. immaturity, really. Okay. Well, so yes, <laughs> you say immaturity. <laughs> this is, this is where I'm going with this. Because we were so young, we were both incredibly immature in a lot of ways. You know, we had the mature parts about us where we were both supporting ourselves and living on our own, but we were incredibly immature. 
And, um, you know, I grew up in a home where my, I had a good relationship with both my parents growing up. Um, and almost, almost too good in a sense in that my parents really gave me pretty much everything. Like they didn't really say no to me for really anything. Um, Uh. if I wanted it, I got it. And, and, and not, we weren't rich or anything like that. So it's not like I drove, you know, a Mercedes or anything in high school, but within reason, if I asked for something, my parents would just oblige. They would be like, okay, sure. Why? I mean, there's no reason to say no. So of course, so I was very spoiled in that way. And so I went into my marriage expecting my husband to (laughs) To treat treat me that way. Right. And Abby, let me tell you, it's so funny. I literally would be like, I, like in my mind, I would ask him to do something and he wouldn't do it. And I would just be like, don't, Pout. don't you know who I am? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my like, goodness. People don't say no to me. I mean, this, wow, that's I, so funny. this is ridiculous. I remember one time very vividly, I asked him to take, and this was within the first probably couple months, maybe even a few weeks of our marriage. I asked right. him to take out the trash and he was like, okay. Well, you have to know about my husband. He is the most reliable person you'll ever meet. Like if he says he's going to do something, he he's does it. Do it. He's, yeah. oh, that's just part of his personality. So he said, okay, I'll take it out. Well, like, I don't know how long it was, maybe 15 minutes later, he still had not taken out the trash. And I literally said to him, Abby, I said, I want you to take it out in my time, not yours. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Oh my. Right? And what did he say? I don't remember. I'm Try sure again, it resulted girl. in yeah. some kind of, he probably looked at me like I was insane and it probably resulted <gasps> in a fight. you had a lot of refining. I had so much refining. To do. It was yeah. incredible, but yeah. I'm thankful for that because the Lord really yeah. grew us up and we both did. We had a lot of growing up to do, but the really cool thing is that we really grew up together because we got yeah. married so young and, yep. and by God's grace, you know, we stayed married. But I will say that the first probably even decade of our marriage was really hard. Not all of it, but a lot of it was really, really difficult. But you guys had other things going on in there too, right? We did. And so share a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah. We had a lot of things. What was hard? I mean, what what was, would you say was the hardest part in that first decade? Well, the the hardest part on the marriage end was definitely that we were just, we had a lot of growing up to do spiritually. We had a lot of growing up to do emotionally. Um, I was just, as I, as I look at myself and, you know, look back at myself, um, I just, I wanted things my way and I still do. (laughs) Right. Um, I, I've just, I've learned to, to allow my husband to be the leader of our home, you know, the best that I can. I'm not always perfect at that, um, by any means, but I, we kind of went into this marriage where like, I want my thing and I want you to give me the thing that I want. And if you don't give me my way. I'm going to throw an adult tantrum about it and <laughs> and I'm um, going to cry and whine and pout until I get my way. Um, and because the Lord knew what I needed, he gave me a strong husband who was like, no, no, uh, this is not how it's going to work. And he wasn't, God. yeah. It, and it's not like he was, um, you know, demanding and I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say. Right. It would be practical things like, no, right. you can't spend money on that thing because we don't have money to spend on totally, that thing. <laughs> totally. oh, you know, things that were just to protect our family and to right. protect our marriage. Right. And so um, God knew what I needed. He knew that I needed a, a, a strong man who would stand yep. firm on his convictions. And Abby, as you've learned, yeah. I am grateful to have a husband who stands very strong on his convictions. Yeah. And, um, and he's always been that way. So 
So that really caused a lot of problems. And then probably within the, I don't know, maybe about eight years into our marriage, I started attending a women's Bible study. It was a Titus two Bible study mm-hmm. in Santa Clarita. And um, I went with, with my bestie. We went and actually there were several of us ladies from church who went to this Bible study. And it was like for the first time, the Lord really started to move in my heart and open my eyes up to the importance of submission and mm-hmm. how I can love my husband. And so this was a really big deal for me. And there were a couple of books besides God's word um, where we studied Titus too. I mean, we picked that section of scripture apart, but um, I remember specifically some of the books that were really instrumental uh, for me were Dr. Laura Schlesinger. I never know how to say her word. Schlesinger? Schlesinger? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Dr. Laura. Um, (laughs) She wrote a book called um, The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands, which I think is a great title. That's hilarious. And I read that book and that had a huge impact um, in my life. And then there was another book by Shanti Feldhan called, um, oh man, I should have written this down. Um, oh, I cannot think of the name of the book. I'll have, I'll have to come back to that or I'll put come back and put it. it. Yeah. Put I'll, put, I'll put links in the show notes, but those two books really impacted me. And, and that was when I really, really started to understand what my role was in our mm, marriage. Right. And I'll tell you what kept us together because about 10 years into our marriage, there was no reason except for God that we should have still been married. I mean, according mm-hmm. to like the world, the world standards, right. it would have been easy for us to just be like, forget you. This is too right. hard. I can find somebody. We and were someone young easier. and we didn't. Yeah. All right. the things the world would tell you. Right. Exactly. Right. But by God's grace, we had committed before we got married because we were both believers Mm-hmm. that no matter what divorce was not an option and we would never even say the word like mm-hmm. we were going to stick it out no matter what and man let me tell you i am so thankful that the lord gave us that conviction and that we held to it even when things were hard i mean i remember one night getting in some big huge fight about something i couldn't even begin to tell you what it was about and i literally took off my wedding ring and i threw it at him and and I just, I, I mean, all the feelings of, you know, I hate this. I hate this marriage. I right. hate you. I hate all of this. And I don't want to do this anymore. And he was like, no, we're not giving up. We're, we're going to stick this out. We, we made a covenant with God and with each other. But more importantly, we made a covenant with God and we're going to stick this out and we're going to figure this out. And I'm so grateful for that uh, because we did. And yeah. um, you, you asked about some of the difficult things uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, because you guys, you guys have experienced something that that can tear a lot of marriages apart, yes. actually. Yeah, a couple and of really, some things, actually. So I'm going to leave with that cliffhanger. Oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 because we had some really difficult things that we went through. Um, but we're going to come back um, in the next episode, and we will um, talk about those and how the Lord worked through those things. Um, so anyway, yeah, thanks for being with us today. We'll be back again. Um, I'll share the second part of my testimony and what the Lord has done and how he's worked in my life. And uh, we will see you back then. Talk to you soon. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. 
Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations. Christian homeschooling simplified.